Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, what do you get when you mix Harry Potter together with that TV show Once Upon a Time? You add a sprinkling of CW on it, and you attach the director who made Bridesmaids and that 2016 all-female Ghostbusters movie. Well, you get this movie, The School for Good and Evil, hitting Netflix. And I'll tell you why I think this might be something worth watching for some of you out there. I'll explain all about that and give you my thoughts about the movie right now. Your best friend, evil, is controlling you. I like the new me. First off, I want to thank Netflix for giving me a chance to kind of screen this movie a day earlier um, just to get myself a feel of, of the movie itself because I was made aware of this movie during Netflix's Geek Week or when I saw kind of like the, the previews and the trailers and all that. And I know this is based off of a best-selling international book series and all that stuff like that, but I do not know anything about it. I have not read any of the books, so I am approaching this pretty fresh. Of course, I'm familiar with the director Paul Feig, who's better known for his comedies um, like Bridesmaids and, and stuff like that. So I do find it interesting that he is directing a movie like this, especially after seeing what he does with some major IP property like, let's say, Ghostbusters. So of course, I'm a little hesitant when it comes to that stuff. However, I will say that after watching this movie, you know, I am probably not your demographic for a movie like this, but I could imagine if I had a young daughter, um, you know, or, or kids, this would be a movie that I'm sure they would love. And as a parent or as an adult watching it along with kids, it's not as painful as any other young adult type of movies that are out there. The cast I got for this movie is actually pretty impressive when you have Charlize Theron and Kerry Washington kind of being the professors of this school of good and evil. Michelle Yao plays another professor on the good side of things, but her character is actually pretty funny and she has this little diatribe of how she didn't want to be the beauty professor and how she got demoted and she kind of displays a little attitude um, for someone who's supposed to be on the good side of things. Lawrence Fishburns is the school master and he comes into play kind of heavily throughout this movie. And something interesting that they do here is that they have a narrator who is, you know, kind of like your typical narrator when it comes to like a fairy tale type of story that can be heard by the characters as the narration is being written out into the storybook. But if that voice sounds familiar, well, it happens to be one of my favorites, Kate Blanchett lending her voice to this role. She's really busy this year with a lot of stuff going on that's coming out right now. However, I do have to say that the actresses Sophia Ann Caruso and Sophia Wiley, who play the two main actresses, the best friends here, do an amazing job and their chemistry together is actually very very good. I don't know no I don't know anything about these actresses, but I was really pleasantly surprised and pleased with their performances. And let's be honest, 
all the performances throughout this movie were actually really well done and quite enjoyable. Now, if you're not familiar with the story like I was, basically you have these childhood friends growing up together, one with a major dream of wanting to be a princess, the other one, well, kind of like living life, but it has ties to witchery and all that. And they find out about this school of good and evil that kind of is the pathway to all the fairy tale princesses and villains that we are all accustomed to. They know all this because they are heavy readers of such stories like Cinderella and Snow White. Once they catch wind of this, Sophie, the one who has the dreams and aspirations to be a princess and who wants to leave her little humdrum of a town, decides that she wants to get accepted and go whisked away into it, but her friend just doesn't want to let her go just quite yet. They end up getting whisked away, but there is a certain twist there where Sophie ends up on the evil side of things and Agatha, well, she's on the good side. And for the rest of the movie, it's an adventure to try to find out how to escape the schools, how to return back home, or basically also to fulfill one's heart's desire and all that stuff. This movie is filled with a lot of your typical fairy tale tropes and they kind of, you know, satirize it. And it's a nice satirical look at all of those things. You could even tell references by some of the Disney princesses lookalikes. A lot of the kids throughout the school are the children of well-known fairy tale persons personas and characters like the son of Prince Charming or the son of the Sheriff of Nottingham, which kind of adds a lot of cool color and flavor to the characters that you meet on screen. And what this movie does really well is that it puts a twist and spin on the usual tropes and understandings of how fairy tales work. The gray line between good and evil and what exactly is good and evil and what is truly one's true passion and heart's intention. All of this heavily plays out towards the end of the movie where that debate is questioned and you know the things that you think are good and evil sometimes may not always be true in black and white. Although I will say the majority of this movie is quite enjoyable, the middle act does tend to drag a bit and I will admit I felt a little bored at times and I think the runtime for a movie like this is a little bit too long, clocking in around 2 hours and 27 minutes. But since this is a movie that's on Netflix, it's kind of like the perfect setting because you could easily pause, take a break, or revisit it again the next day. Now without spoiling anything, and of course those of you who are familiar with the books, you'll know that of course this will tend to leave itself open for a potential sequel, you know, probably creating its own little universe on Netflix there. Whether or not Paul Fee will be attached to these future movies, whether or not they do continue and move forward with making additional movies in this series is yet to be determined, but it will always be dependent on how well this movie is received. And I think for a lot of you young adults out there and us younger generation, you all may appreciate this movie probably more so than my own generation. That being said, if you're a fan of fairy tales, if you're a fan again of parodies of fairy tales or a satirical look at fairy tales and all of those tropes, then you will definitely enjoy the school for good and evil. However, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter at all what I think. What matters most is what all of you think. Is this a movie that you're looking forward to watching? If you've seen it already, what did you think about it? And what was your favorite part and twist in the movie? 
let me know in the comments. And I always enjoy conversations about movies and all those things with all of you out there. So comment, comment, comment. If you're brand new to this channel and you happen to come across this video and you like what you see, don't forget, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time a new video is uploaded. I appreciate all the love and support. And again, thank you so much for watching. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace.